Murders, mysteries, unexplained stories, and our family's crazy opinions on them all. Join us now. The Family School of Thought is in session. Okay, welcome everybody to this week's edition to the Family School of Thought. Um, we're excited to see Cassie Hello. tomorrow morning. Um, how's the weather there in Portland? Uh, it was really pretty today, so I was a little sad to leave. It was kind of rainy here, but it's nice out right now. I know. I'm hoping it turned for out to be weather. Uh, I've well, packed all warm weather, good. so it better be warm. Well, it's only supposed to be um, in the 70s. I think we're good. I think we're good. Cass, or Jess, how's the weather out your way? Great. It's <laughs> wonderful. Good, 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 good. Well, I'm excited for tomorrow. Um, and though, although we only get to see you for one day. And well, then... you get to see me for one day, and then you'll get to see me at the event. So, two days. Well, that's nice. All day. And then Sunday. Yep. We'll get to see you Sunday. It, it's true. I'll get to see you at the event and yep. make faces of you, at you. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Anyways, let's get going. Um, Jesse, give us some uh, facts. Yeah. So, I have a couple. So, I just want to, I might start doing two facts two mental floss amazing facts because some of them are pretty short and i've got to build up with some good ones so my first one though is did you guys know that wine is slightly radioactive <laughs> so yeah, I, if you're drinking those mega pints or lots and lots of wine you may be radioactive wow i did hear that because of the minerals wow. in there yeah so i thought that was a fun one um, no, I didn't also, know that, and it's not going to stop me from drinking a box of wine, neither. No. Um, I did see, though, too, Odin has a book that's, like, amazing facts kind of thing, too, and I was flipping through it, and to add on to the radioactiveness of if you're drinking wine, it, humans, their skin actually glows, so, like, in the dark, you're supposed to be, like, we all have this, like, aura, you know, and I think people see that, but, like, we all glow a little bit. So if you drink more wine, you're going to glow a lot more. Just to, don't put <laughs> that one out there. So what you mean is that but wine is making you wine. radiant. It makes you radiant. Yes. Yes. Your skin already glows. So mm -hmm. just make it radioactive. Yeah. Okay. So, um, and then my other amazing fact is a double rainbow occurs when sunlight is reflected twice inside of a raindrop. So if you look very closely at a double rainbow, I think we've all seen a double rainbow before. Oh, it's a double rainbow. Yeah. So, yeah. so <laughs> double rainbow, if you look closely, you can see that the colors on the secondary rainbow are going to appear in reverse order. Oh. So instead of being, you know, Roy G. Biv, they're going to be the opposite. Start with violet. Oh. Interesting. I did not. Mm, I did not. There you go. Amazing facts from Month of Law. Yay. Those are my those are my uh, things for today. That's it. As always, very interesting. Cass, I've mm. uh, been waiting all week for your song. Oh. Well, then. I can't disappoint you. All this life is a ghost of you Now we're torn, torn, torn apart There's nothing we can do 
Okay. Oh, you stopped it right before it was the good part. I know. Yeah. I I debated what part of the song I should play, like all week, because this is I I knew I wanted to play this song, and it's a really good song. Uh, it is. A- it is a very good song. I wanted that specific part in there. All right. So this is "Little Talks" by Of Monsters and Men, um, and it's actually so this one is more creepy on the lyrical side. Uh, than an actual backstory, but the artists of this song have said that this song is actually a conversation between a wife and her dead husband, Um, and she's in the grieving process after she's lost him, and she's hallucinating hearing his voice. So the whole song is a conversation between the two after the husband has passed. Wow. Yeah. So I think I and it's one of those songs where you don't really listen to the lyrics all that much and it's kind of right. got a very uplifting right. uh beat or you know a good song and then you kind of really understand the lyrics of you're gone 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 away and I watched you disappear um and it's a really I just I think it's a very contemplative song and it's a good one but it's kind of creepy when you think about it. Yeah, a little bit. When it first started, I thought it was Lord. No. Oh. And I was gonna go. I've been trying to get you to listen to Lord for years now, and Lord, you like the female it. singer, yeah. that's yeah. really popular and everybody really... listens to. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, find I her. listened to her first, okay. and I tried to get you guys to listen to her, and you mm. just kind of shut yeah. me. Was this back in okay. early two thousands when she came out? Well, it's when she did the. Uh, Royals. Yeah. Yes. The one that, tar- that charted on the ago. top 100s. Yeah. I think we all heard it. Okay. Okay. That's my song for you this week. Good song choice. Yeah. All right. All right. Who's up this week? It's me. Oh, boy. You've got a busy week. I know. All right, so to begin, I just have a question for all of you, and it is, do you believe in harbingers of death? Harbingers of death. Well, I don't know if I've ever heard of that. Yeah. Well, so just anything, anything. It's. uh, Do I believe in after death or? or, No, uh, harbingers of death are people who basically, or not people, just like uh, figures or something that would suggest mass death is about to happen or it, it sometimes they visit people and tell them they're going to die so do you yes, like the grim reaper yes yeah, sort of like the grim reaper it's like pre-death and it's it's right. warning you of death it's a, yeah yeah so you do i've heard of dreams people i've heard of dreams what somebody dreaming dad what did you say what like shadow people yes yes like shadow people yeah Yes, but, I and, yeah, I think I do too. I mean, I mean, yes, I do. I believe that too. But I think I've heard so many like elderly people who are passing away that they're like, they're, you know, like people, we think that they're hallucinating seeing their lost loved ones or whatever. But really, yeah, I think it's them like saying, okay, it's time. Let's go. And wrap it up. Yeah, right. Exactly. So. I can remember my grandma like sitting around and she's like, do you see those? 
little people over there? <laughs> and I'm like, no. Mm-hmm. She goes, you don't see them? I'm like, no. And then um, when she was going to go to a assisted living, my mom said, like, don't tell them about the little people that you see. <laughs> yeah, oh, but no. also, was she just... Was she just a little high on some medication to no, 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 no. fall asleep <laughs> and then forget that it was the same no, no, thing? She did not see, um, not see not great grandma. No, but um, she did see people like that. And um, and then, of course, when she was dying, and this is very common, she's seen her mother and mm-hmm. brothers and sisters. Right, and stuff like yeah, that. right. Yeah. Hmm, okay. So. So. <laughs> Harbingers Let's of death. ask you, have you seen any well, Harbingers of Death? That's not the story this time. This <laughs> time, this week, I'm actually going to talk about an urban legend, and that is the Mothman or the Blackbird of Chernobyl. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> now you have me. All right. So we'll begin the story in November of 1966 in a small town that is bisected by the Ohio River in West Virginia called Point Pleasant. Now around this time, citizens of the town start to report having sightings of a mysterious creature. Um, The reports begin to surface that they're being stalked and it is considered a terrifying humanoid creature. The first sighting is in November 12th, 1966. Five grave diggers on the job claimed to have seen a human-sized figure fly out from the trees near where they were working. All of them claim that the creature flew low to the ground just above their heads um, for at least a minute before finally taking off into the night sky. Um, then two nights later, for, on the 14th, uh, a different resident said that he was out watching his property late one night. Um, when a pair of glowing red eyes appeared to be hovering above the ground at the far end of his land. Um, He could see only a dark figure against the night sky, but it soon took off into the sky, um, and it flew as it flew off, it let out a blood-curdling scream, um, and the man's dog, Bandit, actually took off after the creature when it flew away and was never seen from again. And then Mm. the so and then his dog was never seen again. Yeah, his wow. dog was never seen. The, the dog followed after this creature, and they never found it. But I have a follow-up question to that. Okay. Do you know what breed of dog? It was a German. Was shepherd. it like a small dog or? Okay, was that was shepherd. yeah. Just want to get that one out there. I so, didn't yeah. put right. it in my story. Dogs. Small dogs get taken by like you know any size right, like uh, eagles yeah. and stuff like that yeah okay. yeah okay but it was yeah. a german shepherd or so the story says it was a german shepherd it was a large dog yeah. um and then the last credible sighting of the mothman in point pleasant was on the 16th when two couples were driving home from a double date and were passing through the outskirts of point pleasant um and they claimed that they were chased by a winged creature the couples told told the local sheriff's office that they were driving. As they were driving, they saw a tall, dark figure standing off to the side of the road in front of them. Um, it was reported the figure was standing up on two legs like a man, but it was so tall that it had to have at least been seven feet tall, and it looked like it had huge wings tucked into its back. They also told the sheriff's office that as they got closer. 
uh, the figure appeared to be standing over the carcass of a dead dog. So, Ooh. yeah. So there may that may may be where Bandit went. Um, and as they passed the creature, it surged into the air and began to fly behind them. And they said, in fear, they began to speed up to get away from the creature, but it continued to follow behind them even as they reached speeds near 100 miles per hour. The group, just like... Ooh. Yeah, it was pretty fast. So, um, the group, just like uh, in the other sightings, said that whenever the creature um, was looking at them, it seemed to have glowing red eyes, and it let out startlingly, startlingly, startlingly loud human screeches as it chased after them. Um, and so obviously they were pretty terrified, but they said that as soon as they passed through the city limits, um, the, it the creature just disappeared and it flew away. Oh, so it's like, it just stays in the woods or yeah, kind of. It kind of stays like on the outskirts of this town. Like no one has, uh, a believed sighting within the town limits. Oh. Um, like in a cage. So, what? I'm sorry, Dad. Stays in isolation. Kind of, yeah. Yeah. Um, See, I was thinking it was like more of like a curse, like it's cursed to this area. Time, yeah. Can't can't go, go can't go past this point. Right, right. Oh, okay. Well, so this incident, Maybe. yeah. Um, led to the both couples and local authorities doing a press conference um, where they told their experience to the local news, press, and other town citizens. And this is why it is said that this is the last credible sighting of the Mothman because after this, the, basically the entire town claimed to have seen the Mothman. Like mass, mass hysteria. Mass, mass hysteria, yeah. basically. Um, it and they, they didn't really stop um, for a whole year. Um, even when, uh, let me see. Let me see, I think. So basically after this press conference, um, wildlife experts in the area said that the uh, sightings were due to the fact that the town sat, sat next to almost a 2,500-acre wildlife station, um, which is just across the river. Um, and it commonly uh, is home to what is called the sandhill crane, which is a bird that can grow up to four to six feet tall and have an extremely large wingspan. They uh, um, also have red plumes of feathers around their eyes, which would suggest maybe like oh. the glowing red eyes. Um, right. And experts to this day claim that that is what the sightings are from. Um, and that because it was dark, they just really couldn't see a clear figure. Um, but even so, the town went wild with this. Uh, there was people who, um, long after the sighting stopped, had mental uh, issues and had to seek help from what they claimed to be a terrifying stalking incident of the Mothman following them home or going following them on the road. Um, and all these reports lasted up until December of 1967, when the Silver River Bridge, which connected Point Pleasant, West Virginia, to Gallipolis, Ohio, over the Ohio River, collapsed under the weight of rush hour traffic, killing 46 people. Wow. 
So maybe this creature was trying to warn people? That is what people have now come to claim, is that it based, this creature was trying to warn the people of Point Pleasant um, that something was coming, you know, something that they needed to look out for, something that they needed to be worried about. Um, and after mm. after this incident, um, there was not, never a single sighting of the Mothman in Point Pleasant ever again. Wow, that's interesting. Wow. That is really interesting. Stop after the bridge. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It tells me that it was something trying to warn them. Yeah. And that bridge was. Yeah, that's what. That bridge was dangerous. Yeah. Well, and that's so that what happened was um, a suspension. uh, What is it called? An I bar beam of a suspension chain. Basically, it the bridge was built in 1928, and so the the I beam just basically couldn't hold the weight anymore. And it snapped, uh, and literally, if you see the pictures of this bridge, like, it's literally, like, just this section has collapsed into the river below. Um, and so it basically, all the cars that were in that, on that bridge that day just fell into the water. And so people believe that the Mothman was a harbinger of death, and that he was basically trying to, um, you know, tell this town to beware to you know that something was coming um and then but again no sightings after of the mothman after that until 20 years later and this is now early months of 1986 uh i believe the first couple incidents came in in april and these incidents were coming from the chernobyl nuclear plant in piperet uh north ukraine Site managers of the plant started to get strange reports from their employees. During during the early hours of the day, several workers um, leaving the site claimed that they noticed a shadowy figure lurking just beyond the perimeter fence uh, near the employee parking lot. They all said that they felt that the mysterious figure was was watching them as they left the site. Um, At first, these claims were dismissed. as the workers were leaving their shifts after a long day, it was dark, maybe they were paranoid. Um, and even some people still now claim that maybe at this point, radiation was already leaking out from the power plant and it was causing paranoia. Um, one female worker said that she witnessed a large creature lurking in the tall trees near a parking lot. Um, she told security that as she was walking to her car at the end of the day, she heard rustling in the trees above. And as she looked up at the sound, she saw what looked like glowing red eyes open in the darkness of the trees. Uh, and as she saw them, a, a, a loud hissing sound emerged from the exact spot. Um, and then what she claims to be a gigantic bird-like creature launched itself from the tree and flew up into the night sky. So we're already starting to get almost eerily similar stories of the first right. couple sightings. Right, right. Um, well, did they not have cameras around the plant? Well, this is, to... uh, I don't know. It was 1986, so I don't know how good security cameras were. And this is also Soviet Union, Ukraine. Um, oh. So yeah. it's possible. I don't know. I really don't. Um, that's a good question, Mama. Um, 
uh, sightings of this horrifying creature continued to frighten the workers. Um, two caretakers claimed to have seen a large figure with enormous wingspans circling the skies above the plant early one morning as they were arriving for their shift. Um, and one worker claimed that the now nicknamed Blackbird nearly flew into his car as he was heading home from work late one night. Um, and then, so it basically now surpasses the Point Pleasant incidents because site managers claim that the physical encounters um, could and would have been played off, but suddenly all of their workers were complaining of having trouble sleeping and coming in late because they couldn't, they, you know, slept in um, because they were now having nightmares of this creature. Um, many claim that, that the blackbirds seem to have followed them into their dreams, um, and that they, these dreams, a dark shadowy figure watched them with glowing red eyes and a wingspan of nearly 20 feet. And it was basically making the workers sick. It was causing a lot of sleep deprivation mm -hmm. at work. Um, and it become it started to become such an issue at the plant that managers decided to ban all talk of the so-called blackbird from worksite. Um, employees who were caught discussing the creature were threatened with work su work suspension, work suspension, um, and if the employees even called into work sick, they were told that they were spreading misinformation and indulging in these rumors. Ooh. But despite all of these threats from higher-ups and disregarding basically the workers, the reports of the sightings and the ominous blackbird dreams continued. Um, they continued all the way up until April 26, 1986, when an, during a safety drill at the power plant, there was an explosion in Reactor 4 that caused the nuclear core meltdown and radioactive contamination that spread through the air for the next nine days of Chernobyl. So, but these ones, were they drinking wine? <laughs> they might have been drinking a little bit of wine. Well, and wine makes your radioactive. I know. All of these, now, are, right. did any of these people get harmed in any way when the nuclear went off? I mean, the people that were citing it mm -hmm. or complaining of the dreams and were they the ones damaged? Yeah, or? so actually, um, it goes on a little bit to say that um, after the the plant exploded and the radioactive uh, dust went through the air, rescue workers and pilots often saw the blackbird flying through the skies um, while they were trying to put out the fires. Um, and after all of this was said and done, like I think they said eight months later in the story, um, people realized that the people who had been complaining of being stalked by the blackbird were the people who died during the radiation. Wow. Oh. Even the pilots and the rescue yeah. workers, the people who died, were the ones who had claimed to have seen the blackbird. Wow. Mm. That's pretty scary. Yeah. Mm. So, I'm, again, it I was... Don't see, I don't want to see the blackbird. <laughs> it was a... It was a... It seemed to be, at this time, a symbol of warning in a harbinger that something bad was going to happen to this town um, uh, and so who knows I, it could be it could not be again um, 
like Point Pleasant, local experts say that there is a, clean, uh, a crane that is indigenous to the area that can grow up to three feet tall and have been known to have a 12 foot long, uh, I'm sorry, a six foot long wingspan. Um, it is an endangered bird in the area, but it, so it's rare, but it is not extinct. So it's sometimes caused panic when it is first seen by people. That's and where was it last located? Well, so it's not like a single bird. It just it's a it's a it's a endangered species basically. So there's it's rare to see this kind of a bird. Mm. So very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So guys, do hmm. do you believe that these were harbingers, or do you believe that I believe it was the same creature? Because it sounds exactly the same. I I do too. I mean, what I I believe what you're saying that. It was an orb trying to warn people mm-hmm. of some sort mm-hmm. of danger. Mm-hmm. And uh, if people would have recognized... It feels like some type of warning. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do you guys think there's anything to... Um, uh, is it called shapeshifters? What do they call shapeshifters? them? Shapeshifters? Or skinwalkers? Well... Like they say, Bigfoot is one, and mm. a lot of these yeah. creatures yeah. that there's myths of Urban they're real yeah. shape shifters, and so maybe that's or what they're aliens from another planet. Could be. Well, Could that's, be. yeah, that's a theory that they're either aliens or spirits that step in, you know, mm-hmm. when needed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's why they say they can yeah. never find Bigfoot is because. He's really a shapeshifter. Yeah. Well, huh. yeah, and I would, and with the, all these kind, I mean, because you have, you know, like with the Mothman or um, Bigfoot, you know, like with all those, I mean, there's um, all kinds of urban myths throughout the entire world with wherever you go, but they're more on the spiritual level. But I do think, though, too, that it's like people see them towards the end of their life or you know, like they're either demonic in a sense or, you know, they're not. But, yeah, I, I mean, there's never any clear people like they, they, people fully believe in these creatures. If you like if they especially like they've seen them mm-hmm. and you've had many people say that they spotted them, but there's no like skeletal remains from these creatures. Like they all live out in the woods in a wooded area where wouldn't they be? Like, wouldn't their um, bodies or bones be found once they've died, you know, like, like any other animal? My thing is, like, they wanted to warn people of something. Why don't they just step up and say, I'm the Mothman, I'm a shape shifter, and I'm here to warn you? Because, really... Because we're, cause we're just... If humans are an experiment for another more intelligent life species... Yeah, well, I also... Yeah. I think it's... it. it comes down to that theory of um it, that like idea that when you're kids and you don't kind of realize what you should and shouldn't see mm-hmm. you're able to see mm-hmm. you know things yeah. that aren't there or kids things and, that right. people tell you aren't there are there and um, you're trained to not right. see. yeah and so we we right. ignore them or we um we block them out and then kind right. of at the end of our lives i think we as people know when we are going to die. And so maybe mm-hmm. at that point you kind of lose that sense of, I shouldn't see this kind of thing. Oh. 
And so, that's okay. yeah, that's you know that your end is coming. So right. we come, we go here. back to our pure innocence of yeah. life. Mm -hmm. and, you, know, child you, see, you see that as people get older right that exactly. they start acting more and more like a child and mm -hmm. you know they're i just think that you know they do things like a, a little kid yeah. would do mm -hmm. yeah yeah that That's makes right. sense too. so as your as your life is ending it's coming to an end you become more aware of things around you. Yeah, exactly. Like yeah. It, it's that kind of- Right, because your energy is changing. Right, right. Your energy is probably slowing down, mm -hmm. so you pick up on other energies that right. are slower. Does that make sense? Right. Things or, I mean, yeah. with your goods. Yeah. Just like uh, kids, kids always have friends. Is spirit's energy, like if there's a spirit, is it a higher energy or a lower i can't never remember i think it's a lower frequency energy but i i oh if you're dying and your energy is depleting going lower that means you can pick up on right. energies that were there all along but you just you didn't, didn't see, see it yeah right right well that's a that's a very interesting um well that's it yeah that's what i was gonna say too that you know like as we get older from childhood one we're told like Oh, I ha I have this friend. Well, it's your imaginary friend. It's not real, mm -hmm. you know. But then, you know, like you have those. But then, yeah, as you get older, maybe it's like that. It's something in our brain that puts up a wall that says, "Nope, you're not allowed to see this." And then it starts to crumble. And everything right. Well, there. lots of kids yeah. um yeah. see other people or see people from their past lives, and they're yeah. telling everybody about it. But they're just like, "Oh, you know." You're just imagining right. that, yeah. Right. Huh. That's a, that's a very interesting theory. Yeah. Well, when I start picking up on energies and things going on, it's getting in towards the end. Yeah. Well, and that's what I was gonna say too. So, well, if we go back to like my doppelganger story too, that was something too. Like, if you see your true doppelganger, that means like right. death is coming. So this is the same kind of concept. Right. Yeah, but. Right. Um, I mean, there's been so many people that have had near-death experiences that they, you know, like, think of 9-11, where people were like, I just, I called in sick that day. Like, I just didn't right, feel right. like going to work. Or I was just reading an article about Travis Barker, the drummer of Bleak 182, who, like, almost died in that plane crash. Plane crash. I don't know. 2009-ish, um, I think. I don't remember. Like, early 2000s. But... You know, like he was saying in an interview that, you know, like his daughter was saying, don't do it. The plane's going to crash. And his, his dad had called and said, I don't have a good feel. Like everybody was saying, I don't have a good feeling about this. And then now he's the the sole survivor from that plane crash. Mm -hmm. and, I mean, he there was one other survivor that ended up, I believe he committed suicide. I can't remember. Right, exactly, right. But, yeah, that's very true. That so, happens a lot where a plane yeah. goes down, even like uh, Patsy Klein's plane. You know, yeah. all the, but everybody else on the plane said, I'm not flying tonight. I'm going to drive, you right. know, because the weather's right. bad. And, and it's all right. So the people who did get killed were people that shouldn't have been on the plane anyhow. They just went because there was room mm -hmm. because the other people backed right. out. Right. Well, it's a final yeah. destination type of yeah. a situation. It's like it was, 
Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, the same thing happened right. with the singer Aaliyah in like the early 2000s. Yeah. She said, yeah. like, they said, like, her, her company, like, they, she did not want to get on that plane. Like, they had to drug her to get on that plane because she did not want right. to get on that plane. Yeah, and then right. it crashed. Yeah. Did not want to get on the plane. Yeah. Well, I have that experience too when um, years ago I was, we bought some stores in Florida and I was supposed to go down there and train and um, the um, spend like months down there. And with another person that worked with, I worked with, mm -hmm. and I don't know if you guys remember this story, but I was told mm -hmm. to stay, stay away, away from, from red. Yes. You told right. it on this stay podcast. Stay away from red. Yeah. And they stopped telling me yeah. that. And I'm like, I don't know anybody with a red car, but this Sandy was her name. Mm -hmm. I didn't end up going. And she was like, I do not want to go on this trip. You know, like, it's like, I'm mm -hmm. really dreading this trip. I do not want to go. And she got killed in a car accident yeah. in a red car. So it's yeah. like she knew that was, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I, and I wonder, yeah, like if it, She had bad vibes, so she knew something. She had bad vibes. And it's, it, we did that. She did a lot, traveled right. to train, you know, mm -hmm. so it wasn't like out of the ordinary for her to do this. It wasn't like a trip she wouldn't ever normally do, but there was something about that trip. Yeah. And it happened. Yeah. Yeah. Very interesting. Yeah, I think it's a yeah, very strange, really but interesting topic. Um, so, the, and you know, so it does kind of make sense too, because you know how that people like meditate to become more aware. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, be on a higher high. frequency. Right. Yeah. So it's, you're supposed to be quiet and meditate and, while you're lowering your frequencies. Mm -hmm. Is that what it's called? You're right. lowering those so you can see things better. So I have a question. Yeah. yeah. I have a question for you guys with like the Mothman and all the like these types of creatures too. So there's reports of a bird that's like the same size. It could grow up to be six feet tall type of a thing too. So because these all like these urban legends all started in like, you know, 50s, 60s, 40s, whatever, you know, like a long time ago before we were had the internet before we had just social media and all the like the technology we have so what if this really was a bird that terrified somebody one time and then it's the game of telephone yeah yeah you know like yeah. and then it just gets exaggerated and exaggerated and exaggerated and then even the second time like that double date couple they're like yeah, like let's say this, and then it's like you say it so many times to yourself, it becomes true, or you right. like see, and then the details just get bigger and bigger, and now it's this becomes mass hysteria. Yeah, yeah, and that's, right. And I think that right. is what happened. I really so, do. I think that maybe some people in the town saw this bird. If it wasn't even the Mothman, it was the bird, but it yeah. became this. It, it became the town's legend. Like this town is known for right. the Mothman. They yeah. have a statue. And so some people even claim that they right. did this for tourism. Like this, before this happened, it was just right. a small town. Nothing ever happened there. Right, right. And so now they, ha and right. now they have and that's a kind of what I was tourist thinking, attraction. Yeah. Yeah, because you're going to always have all those people. But I also think, I mean, I fully think these things are kind of true too. But I mean, you look at every kind of scary movie or, you know, like kind of like, situation and most of them are based on a true story of some sort they're exaggerated but like the movie jeepers creepers that yeah. is based on a true story in michigan, michigan. Yeah. like that's 
That's a Michigan true story. Yeah. And and what so, is that? I don't know what that is. Jeepers, Jeepers Creepers. Jeepers. <laughs> so and I can't, I haven't seen it in a long time, but it's like they these group of teens get kidnapped and then the killer cuts off their skin and is making like quilts and stuff out of no, so what people's it, it, like what human is, skins. Or is the, that or am I getting that mixed up with something else? That's I I, I forget. I don't know about the quilt thing, but so the creature basically kidnaps these group of teens and any body part that it eats of yours, it now has. So if it eats your eyes, it now has your eyes. And if it, you know, eats your fingers or hand, it has your fingers. And so it basically creates, as it eats more and more people, it becomes the people that it's eating. It creates, it's creating basically a bodysuit for itself. Crazy. Um... Yeah, and let me see. I'm gonna. And I think the legend I'm comes from because... this these teens that were basically chased by this random car. Yeah. Which is the opening scene of the movie is this the right is the chasing yeah, them in right. the car. Yeah. So it's a based on a real life killer, Dennis DePrue. Um, and it is, for those unfamiliar with the story, he the DePrue shot his wife in 1990. Yeah. So this was like a recent, more recent story too. Shot his wife in 1990 after she filed for a divorce and then continued to dump her body behind an abandoned schoolhouse. Um, so that's kind of what the story was like based on. Um, but there's, I, I didn't realize there's like five. Yeah, there's a lot. Jeepers Creepers movies. There's a lot. <laughs> I didn't realize well, that. That happens to every, like, look at Friday the 13th or Freddy Krueger. Yeah. Like, right. They all have a million copies. Yeah, so he so he's the real life killer that inspired Jeepers Creepers. I'm not really getting anything off of Google real, real quick, but yeah, so it's yeah, that's what it was from what I had. But that's you're kind of you and I are kind of on the same thing. I was thinking that he like cut off all the human skin and sewed it together. No, you're thinking to like of, make a bodysuit. You're thinking of gosh, what's his name? The guy who. It, he inspired a million like he inspired um, yeah. psycho he inspired but he was a real person who really did this um gosh what's his name um he inspired buffalo bill from silence of the lambs um and he was a real serial killer who basically would kidnap and murder women and then skin them alive or not alive um they, they would he would take off their skins and he made um body suits he made lamps from nipples belts from yeah 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 and so basically he created all this clothing gosh it's something george um but yeah it he's a real guy um and he it he is known to be the inspiration behind texas chainsaw massacre skin face or not skin yeah yeah leather face um basically all the big hollywood scary movies he is the inspiration from I know a lot of weird phenomenon and weird mm. stories and stuff, but you guys really seem to know a lot of crazy stories. I <laughs> love it. This is, well, I, I remember watching like Dateline. Oh my gosh. And I'm still on, sorry. I'm still on Jeepers Creepers. Justin. Yes. Justin um, Long. Justin it was Long first, is in there. Oh my gosh. Yes. I forgot that he was in that. Yeah. It's like sorry. Okay. Movie. Back to that. I, <laughs> oh my gosh. It's so crazy. Yeah, I, okay, sorry. Uh, true crime mystery forever. I remember watching Dateline yeah, as a kid up at the cabin because that was the only channel we had. 
Okay, and I was reading like VC Andrew books when I was what, like nine years old. Those are not <laughs> not nine year old. No, books. those are all like I based on like. I yeah, have you like, read those? Ugh. Even oh now, so flowers creepy. in the attic. I mean, have you you guys have to know that's like the that's the first one, but that's like the most famous one. The mother, the mother and the father. The father dies in a car accident. Or I think I can't really remember. Then the mom moves back in the house with her parents and locks her four children in the attic and then poisons them with arsenic. And then they find out when they're teenagers and they're trying to break out that their father was their their mother's uncle. So they're born out of incest. And then the brother and the sister, the two eldest of the, the brother, the four kids, had a sexual relationship because they were stuck in the attic for years, throughout their teen, teenage years. Which doesn't really make and then the sense. Series, it's not like... No. That's when you're nine. Yes. All yeah. of VC Andrew yeah. books are like this. It's really creepy. Yes, yeah. Your mother yeah. should have been more aware of what it was you were reading. Okay. I was also reading, like, Nora Roberts books at that time, too, you know? That's so, right. like... You know. Wow. I wasn't reading Harry Potter at nine. And when Harry Potter came out when I was 11, which was like a perfect age for me, because it's about an 11-year-old boy, I remember thinking, I'm too old for this book. This is a kid's book. I remember and thinking that. that. And who's addicted? And now to- I read it on like a yearly basis. <laughs> yeah. That's what happens when you don't get it during your childhood. <laughs> you become a Harry Potter adult. Yeah. Oh, I think I've always wait a been minute. <laughs> you all had Harry Potter as a kid. Yeah. yeah. No, I well, I had it when it, you're I, not denied first, Harry no, Potter. No, but we're saying that Jesse no. thought she was too young or she was too old for it, so she didn't too really old. read it for it when she was younger. She but read it when she was the older. First Harry, yeah. Well, the first Harry Potter book came out when I was. It was in ninety, what ninety seven, right? So Cassie was learning how to read, and that's how I stumbled upon Harry Potter because Mom was reading your out mother, loud too. Your mother, your yes. mother, and I heard. All of us. Yeah, yeah. And, well, she was reading out loud to Cassie, and I remember putting down my D.C. Andrews books or Dora Roberts books. I'm like, oh, this is kind of interesting. This is kind of cool, and that's when I started reading it. So. I mean, I didn't have it the first 11 years of my life. Maybe I would have turned out a little bit different. Maybe I wouldn't be so fascinated with true crime. Obviously not, because <laughs> I am too, and I had it my whole life. Why is that? Why is it that we're a family so obsessed with um, true crimes? I think everybody I is. Know. I mean, I don't. maybe not everybody, but I think it's more common than you think. I think so, too. I think a lot of people are fascinated. I don't know if it, like... I think people are interested in these types of things because it's like trying it's trying to solve the puzzle or trying to figure out the unknown type of a situation. Yeah. I think that's why there's always these kind of like fan bases type behind these kind of things. Or like looking back at like these older cases like the Golden Gate Killer or, you know, with uh, Charles Manson and others like reading Helter Skelter, reading the book. 
and thinking like, oh my gosh, like how this, these things could have been prevented if this, this, and this would have happened, Yeah, you know, or like with the Golden Gate Killer, and I forget her name, the the lady that wrote, um, I'll Be There in the Dark. Yeah, Michelle McNamara. You know, like for her, it's like she, I feel like she solved the case. I really do feel like, I know it was like a lot of like the DNA stuff, but like she, I think she would have figured it out because if she wouldn't have passed away before the book was over but it's like she put the puzzle pieces together for everybody right and i think that's when things really started falling into places when her book was you know kind of being written or you know like she, she was talking and reinvestigating it. because of the yeah. murder that happened to, in her hometown yeah yeah but she was right there. and a lot of the right. um the investigators of the golden state killer cases say that she was like she mm-hmm was questioning things and so they were questioning things yeah yeah because she's the one that went back and was like interviewing the investigators and interviewing the people that were still alive that were you know that were involved with it and putting those pieces together like hey wait you know and i think that i mean back when he was you know actively doing everything you know like and i still think in some of these cases today you know like he was going to one town then the next well they don't communicate with each other Right. So then right. this police station is doing an investigation and this one is doing the state world. That's where she was able to say like, Oh, I'm pulling all of this and the pieces fit now. Right. Right. You can see that. So yeah. It's, I mean, I think that's where like people, I don't know, like people get fascinated on one thing and that's why I'm like with TikTok or like social media, I really do. Like if you want something solved, like put it out on social media because everybody's gonna like look at everything and put the pieces together it's a spider web it literally just grows and grows right. and grows and then the, the message gets sent right. back to the beginning right right yeah interesting i'm sure there's a, a mothman tiktok that you can follow oh, too i'm sure i'm sure <laughs> i don't know if i really want to follow it but and it's so well, and there's bigfoot yeah I was just going to say, like, uh, the Mothman has been credited to being seen before a bunch of other uh, disasters, but obviously, like, these yeah. are the, the bigger ones. The biggest um, that ones, are more, yeah. I don't know if I'd say believable, but more credible, you know, credible. But it is, it's very coincidental, yeah, it's very coincidental that it was, there was a sighting and then this happened. Right. Type of a situation, too, but... I was going to say, too, did you guys know that Michigan, uh, Gray Lane, Michigan, is a big Bigfoot area? Gray Lane or Gay Lane? Gray Lane. No, I did not no. know that. Gray Lane. Gray Lane. Yes, because, you know, Matt is a very big, like, Bigfoot fanatic. He watches all those stupid shows and everything. And they did one show, and he's like, He's watching it. It's like a documentary type stuff. And he's watching it. He, and he's like, Jess, this place looks so familiar. Come and watch this show. Come and watch it. Because they didn't say where it was and all that kind of stuff. And I'm like, yeah, that's in Grayling. And I'm like, yeah, there's like the road signs. And like, we figured it out. It's in Grayling, Michigan. And so, yeah, there's like a big Bigfoot mm. team. Bigfoot fan club, I guess. Mm. I don't know what but there's a lot of sightings up in Greenland. I knew that there was a lot of sightings in Michigan. I didn't know specifically Grayling. 
Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Well, and there's a military base in Grayling. In Grayling. So. And right. see, and that's another thing, yeah, though, too. It's like maybe these are, and, and maybe all of these are like alien related because, you know, the military, I think, is behind hiding the alien. It is really weird. You know, sightings that, like, and all the kinds. Grayling, Michigan is going to have that, an army base. Like, wh- why there of all yeah. places? I need to wrap this up. Yes. Um, we got a little off topic this final week. thoughts about the Mothman. <laughs> that um, was a good. That was a good. Yeah. It was short and subject. sweet, but I, uh, I like. I definitely think that. if you're you're feeling negative energy or something that's ominous, energy listen is to really your cold. gut. Yeah. Yeah. Gut. Yeah. Listen to your gut because it's telling you something. One of these times we're gonna have a show about we can all share experience when we were very young. And we thought something was happening that wasn't. Yeah. I don't know if I've ever you know, had something like that. Like George. George. And... Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't remember ever having any. Well, I had baby Jane. That's probably <laughs> the only thing that I had. So. Or just your thoughts when you're really young. Yeah. Like, I can remember, and we've talked about this on the show, even. <clears throat> when I was very young thinking how did I get with this family you know like how why am mm-hmm. I here <laughs> why not why like, this being family? like yeah with this like I was in my mind I was thinking I was with this family now all of a sudden I'm with this family what's going on you know oh, like, that is weird mm-hmm. yeah. like a reincarnation like my first memories oh. of you know like why am I with this family you know <laughs> Yeah, that hmm. is an interesting one. So I don't again, know if I've ever had grow yeah. out of it, you know, thinking that right. way. And I can remember yeah. um when I was really young having uh like a flashback or a memory or a dream or whatever of now when I think back as part of like dying in a past life. I believe it. Yeah, and when I, I was little I when I was little, yeah. I could just lay still on my on the floor, and that would come yeah. to me. You know what I mean? You were lucid dreaming, yeah. <laughs> right? And I I fully think too that especially when we're younger, the dreams that we have are past memories or you know past experiences that you know that are it's yeah, more like a deja vu type. Yeah, right, right. exactly. Because I mean, I rem- as a kid, I remember having the same recurring dream over and over and over again and I remember being in a dream like I this is a familiar place I remember being here but you know I mean there's still like those dreams are still vivid in my mind as as an right. adult because I, I've right. had them so many times they're like burned into my memory well so, I can remember like kind of going into it I'm talking about it as really little just kind of going into a trance and being someplace else, you know, and dying, you know, like mm-hmm. I don't remember actually dying, but I remember like I was in a little room and mm-hmm. the ceiling kept, I, the ceiling was there, but I kept going up to the ceiling, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's how I died, like either got crushed mm-hmm. or drowned or like. So do you think you died in like the Titanic? Maybe I was on a ship in a little room and it sank and you know what I mean it was that kind of feeling 
Yeah, like, yeah. Well, yeah, you're super claustrophobic <laughs> I went now. up to the ceiling. The ceiling didn't come down on me. I went to the ceiling. That explains why and you have claustrophobia, yeah. There is, yeah, right. I was right. going to say, there are theories on, like, the phobias that you have in this life are because you died of those reasons. Oh, or, I, know, I believe that, yeah. Because yeah. so. there are so well, many kids that are afraid of loud noises or they're afraid of dogs or, you know. When I was little, though, that those were very like vivid. Right now, right. I kind of like, can barely remember them because I lived a few years. But. So, what are you guys' phobias? Obviously, Dad has claustrophobia, and that would make sense that he died in a suffocating incident. I, I don't know that. It's I don't know if I can say claustrophobic. I don't like being in small places. You're very claustrophobic. But what I really don't like is like being uh, trapped trapped yes mm-hmm. yeah. yeah i remember mm-hmm. many instances when i was learning how to drive and the moment we got in the car it had to be started or you would start freaking out opening the door opening the mm-hmm. cassie start the car god start yeah. the car yeah. already yeah. <laughs> like we, we literally just open air has to be falling yeah 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 so i don't know if i have yeah i don't know if i really have phobias but i don't like things around my neck i don't like scarves i don't like turtlenecks i don't like yeah and that's something that and that's like it's not like i mean i can deal with it but it's something that like if i wore a turtleneck or like a scarf it drives me nuts i can't i don't like it it just and then i'm like clawing at my neck the whole day so you could have been a witch in the witch trials that's what i yep i think i was you know either a pirate and i was hung (laughs) <laughs> or you know, maybe I was burned to death, yeah. or both. <laughs> you know, I don't know. Cassie, what's your phobias? Open water. I don't like open. Like oh. I don't. Yes, I, I don't like not yeah. being able to see what's in the water. Like I can be, the in, I can be in the water, but I don't like that I can't see. And obviously, like I paddleboard a lot, it doesn't like bother me that much. But I don't like not being able to see what's under me. Um, and I also yeah. have a thing about people being behind me. I don't like, I always, like, if someone's behind me, I don't like it. Like, I, yeah. I always feel like something's right there. Yeah, that's always... And I don't want to, I, I don't want them to be behind me. Yeah. Hey, what's your phobias? I don't like anything in my face. Yeah. I... Too close don't to you? Get... Yeah, don't get close. Don't put your hands in my face. Don't put... You know, coming from the woman who lets her grandson play with her hair all day. <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> Playing with my hair is different, but being in my face or I don't like my face being covered. Like your dad's always trying to cover my face or, you know, I don't like, I don't like my face being covered. So you're right. smothered. Smothered. Right. Yeah, I have a real thing about air in the room. Like, got to be enough air. There's like, I, like I'm always panicked that there's that there's not gonna be enough air in the room. Did you have yeah, any anxiety? I, when you were... I can't breathe. I can't breathe. That's what I was thinking. Did you have any anxieties on wearing a mask? Where like you know like yeah. you can obviously breathe when you're wearing yeah, a mask, I did but not it's like, like mask. it's harder, especially when it was um, um, warmer out. You know, like having that. You know, I did like, not. You're yeah. breathing in that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Get it off. I mean, there were times where it was like, it was, it's like hard to breathe, you know, but like, did you, I never had like 
an anxiety attack or a panic attack, but I have I don't know if you call them panic attacks or anxiety that yeah. the air there's yeah, there's no air. Mm-hmm. And yeah. um and you guys know I kinda like bust out of my clothes a lot too. <laughs> I just yeah. most of my uh, most of it I can take it, but all of a sudden there's just, just I gotta get these clothes off. <laughs> Yeah, that actually does sound a lot like somebody who would have drowned because when you are in water, your clothes get heavier. And so that's like the right. first thing right. they say is right. to take off yeah. your clothes. Take You're off right. your clothes, yeah. the way you drown. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, now I got to know. Interesting. Would you guys ever go to a... Um... Oh, let's wrap this up. <laughs> We've got this going long enough. You're still recording. Ready to go to, to the airport. What time do you have to leave again? Well, at this point, I can just hang up and probably go, but... 8.30? I'll probably leave here at 8.30. It's 7.30. Oh. Okay, guys. Please um, like, share, and subscribe to our channel. Mm-hmm. We would appreciate it. We would appreciate any comment. You can email us at thefamilyschoolofthought at gmail.com. And, and um, we'll see you next week. Uh, give us some ideas to cover. And... Um, is up next, Jess? Me. Yep. Okay, we'll be talking to Jess next week. Thanks, guys. Everybody have a good week. Bye now. Bye. Bye. Bye.